Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. Good morning. It is a cloudy, cloudy day, day in the Australia. And you are listening to, of course... You, me, and a poltergeist. Our fifth episode in this chain of events. And we're at a different location. Yeah, we're outside of the YMAAP Studios. Your map studios. I and didn't get it. You mean a poltergeist? Ah. The abbreviatives. Your map. Your map. That's our. Oh, that's terrible. What? Your map. What's wrong with that? Oh, it's just fucking terrible. <laughs> and for the first time ever, you're sitting on the right and I'm sitting on the left. I know. It this feels is different. strange looking at you in this. Perspective you don't and like speaking. This, you don't like this profile. No, I love this profile. You look great. Thank you. But so do you. No, thanks. <laughs> speaking at you at this profile, a bit different. Different. <laughs> New situation. New well, studio. We, this briefly. is the sides that we sleep on, though. You sleep that side. Yeah, I sleep right. this side. Oh yes. So as promised, <laughs> we did do a ghost jail tour. We did. It was so exciting. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was lots of fun. Really creepy. The whole thing was, yeah, it'd be a lot more creepy if we didn't go in with like 20 other people. Yeah, and there wasn't like some lady coughing the whole oh fucking my God. damn time. This tour guide would be like telling this really creepy part of like one of the stories there. And then, and then she'd just be like, <coughs> <coughs> like in the back <coughs> of the group. I'm like... Fucking, you joking, Come mate. Come on, lady. If you're going to be sick going to one of these tours, just don't go. Don't go to a jail tour with bronchitis. Honestly, there's probably worse diseases in there. That's why Brayden <laughs> almost, like, touched one of the walls. I'm like, don't touch the wall. There's probably semen on there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in they were the... confined in those cells. Yeah, the cells were so tiny as well, but they would fit, small. like... Three to four people in there. They were... Oh, man. They were... What, how long would they be? Probably, like, three by two, maybe. Yeah, it seemed smaller than that. Yeah, two and a half by two, even. Yeah, it was pretty rectangular. Yeah, they were very tiny. Definitely bigger than a meter. That's only a meter. Yeah, I feel like that was the length of the back wall, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how small it seemed to me. But I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. I don't do well with measurements. It was it was like, in terms of feet, I'd say it was probably seven feet long by about six feet wide across. 
They were. It was not a very big space for those prisoners, especially when they were cramming in four prisoners potentially into one room, and they only had one bed to share between them. Obviously, that's why the jail got closed down. I mean, they still have overcrowded jails in Australia, with like two to three people to a room. So I wonder how many beds they have there. Probably two. They, to three they beds. probably have the accommodating beds now. Back in 1901, they only had like. Yeah, they only had the one bed, so they were, like, fight over it, pretty much. And I was incredibly shocked how small the jail was. Like, it was very small. It was only built to house 126 prisoners. Yeah. But, obviously, they housed more than that. Kara. Kara, sweetie, not everything's about you. Don't jump up. So, I've got a medium-sized dog <laughs> on my lap. Oh, and now it is... So, we're at my, face. my parents' um, house sitting because they're away on a cruise and they've got a rescue dog who needs attention 24-7. I think your house may be haunted. This house? Yeah. 100%. Dad's seen things. Really? Yeah. He has to sleep with the lights on in there. When mum's not there, because he swears he sees something in the walk-in wardrobe. Oh, great. Well, yeah, I was up most of last night just thinking I was consistently hearing things open out here and, like, people walking around. You're not wrong. Okay. I used to hear that all the time. My bedroom, for the listeners at home, was at the other end of the house, and I would always hear the fridge opening. And this is just when it was, like, both my brothers were out of home. It was just me, mum, and dad. Yeah. And I swear I would always hear the fridge opening, but... Yeah, I was dad just would like... Be in bed, or dad would have gone to work and mum was in bed. I was just, like, just up, sitting there, waiting for something to come through the... I, th- I did not expect it to be paranormal. I was just thinking, oh, man, someone's here. I must defend, protect, attack. It didn't protect, help that attack. Kara was... Um, that's the rescue dog. Didn't help that she was banging at the door trying to get in. But if we let her in, she would have not attacked us. But she has a problem with people being cuddly and showing affection to one another. Like as if maybe they're hurting each other instead of what it actually is. So she will. She would have like jumped in between us and jumped at us until we were not apart. Kind yeah. of just lay down. Just settle. We're not paying attention to her right now. We're not talking to her. So she's literally up in our faces. So yes, Boggo Road Jail was one of Australia's most notorious prisons. Has a very interesting name, Boggo Road. Very Australian. Very Australian. (laughs) And over the 119 years of operation, tens and thousands, tens of thousands of men and women served between its red brick walls. Uh, 42 of those prisoners were executed by hanging, the last of which was in 1913, and it is said that his ghost is rumoured to haunt that place. Well, I don't feel any entities, I didn't see anything, I didn't have anything touch me, but we were in the... E-wing, and they had um, a display of the gallows that they so, I mean, used it, to have in the A-wing. It was a display, but it was the actual gallows. It, that yeah, they used. it was all set up for display, but it was yeah, it was the 
actual gallows, the actual beam with the actual hooks that that would have had hung those people. Yes, and um, all those people lost their lives on. But as soon as I walked in there, my throat closed up and my chest got really tight. My chest got tight as if like panic, but my throat closed up as if there was something like strangling me, it's like suffocating me. Yeah, I got a general uneasy feeling in that building, the most out of anywhere. But yeah. that could also be due to probably just thinking, oh, this thing's hung a whole bunch of people. How yeah. creepy. And then well, there was, there's like three levels to these cell blocks as well. We were only allowed to go up to the second level. But in the first wing that we looked in, it was D-Wing, and I was like in and out every cell. I was looking at everything, reading all the graffiti. Mm-hmm. But then we went up to E-Wing, and we went to the second floor, and I was like, I can't be up here. I've got to get down. No, this, yeah. There were many, many stories that the guide was telling us all that we both found fairly fascinating. Uh, none of us experienced any of the stories that he was telling, but most of them were from the accounts of the prisoners and not so much the tour guides that... Uh, were presiding over the events run on site. And our tour guide, he's he's been doing that tour for six years, he said, and he's not experienced anything. And I'm like, well, way to dampen the mood, guys. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else, all the other tour guides reportedly have experienced things, bar this one. So it's like, well, we just picked the right tour guide, didn't we? I'd rather someone that was scared of something. Yeah. Maybe they would have brought it out. See him just walking in being like, May I not seen anything. Yeah. I've not had any experiences, bitch. Maybe he's got like straight up Jesus blood. Maybe, we don't know. Maybe this. he's the second coming. Second coming. I'm not sure if you buffet, winked at me. <laughs> I'm not sure if you winked at me then or you winced. I winced. Sorry. I was like, geez, second coming. That's that's a far stretch. <laughs> no, yeah. I winced. He was a nice dude. Yeah, his name was Sam. He was actually really lovely. And he was so funny. He was hilarious. Oh my god, we were like the only people laughing at Yeah, I know. Jokes. Everyone else is just so like, oh, this is and creepy. Just silent. We're, just we're like, like oh, <laughs> we get ya. Yeah, we got them jokes and we'll give you some laughs. Uh, the first little ghost story he told us was along something called the backtrack which is like the gap between the outer walls and the inner fence where during like the night shift a guard would have to be constantly sort of patrolling along there to ensure that no prisoners are sort of trying to escape over yeah, the top of the walls from 6 p.m to 6 a.m a full yeah, fucking 12, 12 hours hour shift of just walking and they don't really get a break no Walking back and forward. That is horrible. And the backtrack itself was covered in some sort of gravel that made it incredibly audible when someone would cross it. Um, Yeah, because they they put the gravel in just in case there was any prisoners trying to escape. They could hear it and they could run to it really quickly. And... What he was saying was it was fairly common knowledge among guards that they would always hear people across the other side sort of walking around and then when they'd run over there, they wouldn't see anyone, they wouldn't hear anything else. Yeah. Or they'd hear the gravel sort of 
moving behind them as if someone was coming to walk up behind them. They'd turn around and see no one. Because it, w- it was believed that if you died in the prison, you stayed in the prison. Like, your spirit, your soul stayed because you would be buried at cemetery that was literally just down the road. Mm. So... Yeah, You're I always think close. That sort of superstition is the creepiest part. It's like when we're on the trek, on the trek, on the uh, trip, the trip, on the tour, on the when, tour. <laughs> when we're on the tour, I was just thinking to myself, God, please do not let me die right now. <laughs> Imagine some something goes wrong, something falls and hits me on the head, and I die, <laughs> and then I'm stuck there forever. That would yeah. be a miserable place to live the rest of my existence. But then you could hang out with the cat. True, there is a cat named Tripod that is apparently a ghost there. So they well, fathom. No, he fathom. passed on. Oh, yeah, he did pass on. That's from, a story. Yeah, that's a story we'll tell you, but... Yeah, I'll tell it now. All right, give him a I tell. I think it's a cute story. So they had... Because they... Obviously, back in the day, there'd be rats and cockroaches and mice and just pests and whatnot so instead of laying down any poison because they didn't want the prisoners to get a hold of the poison and either kill themselves or kill someone else they just brought in a whole bunch of cats which i mean i would do it's a fucking great idea my cat my cat Bo, he has caught so many rats he's a big boy you could say he's very efficient he's such an efficient Cat. We've not had mum and dad have not had a rat or a mouse in this house ever since we got that cat. Okay. Yeah. Or well, if there was one, he'd have it. He breaks its neck. He's such a good cat. He just breaks necks. He does. You can hear it. It's like anyway. Um, so they got cats and there was this one cat, Tripod, he was the um the main cat, I'd say, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was the main cat and all the prisoners knew him. All the prisoners loved him. And he got his name Tripod because there's two tails. Um, oh, well, the cat only has one tail, but there's two stories. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. Oh, you got me there, babe. <laughs> Just too good, you are. Too good. That was the worst joke. <laughs> but I love it. It was a pun. You know me. I love puns. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like I've got full gum exposure smile. Like, wow, um, just straight gum in it. Yeah. Um, what was that too? Okay, yeah. So there's two stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first one is he was trying to catch this one rat and he was trying to catch it for so long and he couldn't catch it. And then one day... The rat was like hiding in a in a pipe or something. Something like that. And the cat sat on top of it in a sun baking fashion, and dangled his paw over it. And then the rat came out and gnawed his arm off. Used his own arm as bait. <laughs> yeah, just to catch this rat. And then the rat <laughs> gnaws his arm off. But that wasn't true. It was just a tall tale. Um. The, the real story, the real reason why his name was Tripod was because there was a massive prison riot and the guards were trying to shut the doors as quickly as possible to keep the prisoners in. But poor Tripod, 
he was very unlucky and he got his arm actually caught in the in the door so he had to get it amputated and he was then he was named tripod but you know once he passed away as well the was it the prisoners or the warden water that Who's, witnessed it was one of the prisoners oh yeah yeah i feel like it was one of the prisoners yeah one of the prisoners i think yeah one night one of the prisoners um watched as in the courtyard the all the cats from the precinct came and gathered in in a circle and this was after tripod had passed away and they said they saw his spirit walk into the center of this circle and, and they all like, started just they he meow. like they all started meowing he gave like this nod like and he ascended and then they never <laughs> they never saw his angel cat he was an angel cat but they never saw his spirit or felt his spirit again because they said that he could that people could feel well the cat rubbing around their legs yeah that's it that's that's the weird thing though is one of the other tour guides says and reports that one of the people on his tour said that when she was walking through one of the jail cells, she felt something rub against her leg and let out like a horrible scream, began running, dropped a bunch of Tic Tacs, (laughs) (laughs) which everyone else was incredibly terrified of the noise. And everyone else started screaming as well. And when asked what happened, she said she felt like something was rubbing against her leg, i.e. tripod. tripod. Yeah. Although we can't confirm or deny. I'm sure there were other cats that died there. If they had that many cats there, surely one or two died. If they had enough cats to form a circle. Yeah, what the hell? A scream circle or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that's how they have to ascend their fallen brethren. Gather in a circle and go... Pretty noble though, right? Oh, 100%. Like a Viking send-off, except... No fire and no, no water. No fire, no water. The tripod. Moisture. Was... Tripod. <laughs> <laughs> tripod was buried in the um, gardens. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm too tired for this. Me too. Tell us about the gardens. I was just saying that he was buried in the gardens in the. The front foyer area. Oh, okay. That's lovely. I'm sure we could have dug him up. Uh, I'd prefer not to, with the amount of spirits and stuff that goes on in there. I don't oh, wanna... yeah. They probably would have been like, what are you doing to our beloved tripod? All the prisoners that died, they would have just come back and shanked us. Yeah. Give us a good shanking. So, another fun story we got from the tour was one about something called, or someone called, the Haunted Hangman. So, they were requiring a new person to take over the mantle of the hangman. The person responsible for operating the gallows and ensuring that the prisoners died upon dropping down and being hung. So, there was apparently one man named Samuel Hudson, who was a successful blacksmith, and he sort of loved his community. He was in his late 40s, and he was a valued member of his community. Upon hearing that the jail 
needed another hangman. He put his hand up for the service. Being a hangman as well was was just like something on the side for extra money. It wasn't like your full time job. It's just something that you got a little extra money for during the year. Mm. Couple of couple of bucks here and there for killing some people. Yeah. Why so not? he was initially paid an annual salary of a hundred and twenty five pound, which apparently works out to about eighteen thousand five hundred dollars now. God, I could deal with that money. As well as an allowance of £5, $1,500 for every execution. Sure, that's great. That's actually decent money. That's better than what we earn now. Yeah. So it was said that with every person that he hung, the ghost of that hung person would then haunt him. So his wife was the one who came to the realisation of this. Well, he came to the realization of this as well. He and would he started often, drinking, and he'd, he'd drink. He'd become a recluse after hanging someone. He'd sit in one of the cells and just down a bottle of whiskey. As you do, though, I think I would as well if I had to kill people. I know. I think the just terror of having to take someone's life consistently as your as like a side gig. That's would, like a side gig. Yeah, that'd be pretty terrifying. Imagine you're not earning enough money and you have to go hang people. Yeah. I mean, $1,500 per hanging and then getting paid an extra nearly 20 grand a year. It's good money. (laughs) For a side gig. For a side gig. That's amazing money. I would do that now. I don't know whether you. They should bring back the death penalty. Come on. So you can get this gig? Yeah. (laughs) Hire me. Putting your resume out there. How many people have you killed thus far? Um, On record, I cannot say. (laughs) I <laughs> slowly inched back from the table there as he lent in. I've not killed anyone using my hands. Okay. Well, perfect. <laughs> you fit the job then as you'll be using a noose. Hell yeah. Cool. Can cool. I do the axe one? The, oh, you want to be the axe the axe I man? I want to behead the shit oh, out shit. of people. I'm not sure whether that's Give something Give me the would... guillotines. Like... I Let think... me stone someone to death. Wow. That's so much more intimate. <laughs> you truly are. I'm gonna suck that. Suck about it. Oh well, whatever. It just runs in the family. Well, you know, it's perfect for this job. I mean, I'm just like, let's be honest, if someone's listening that's about to bring back the death penalty, I do not have any of these skills. <laughs> But I'm willing to learn. <laughs> oh my god! As I say to every job interview. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, you're the perfect candidate. Willingness to learn. I have that initiative. Like I'll just kill people for you. Like you don't even have to tell me who's dying. I'll just do it. I'll pick. We're gonna get I'll like people looking for hitmen ringing up. Like, hey, <laughs> you wanna, you wanna, you know, <laughs> kill my spouse? Yeah, right. How much you paying? Well. It'd be yeah. way more than fifteen hundred, surely. You oh, gotta yeah. put your rates up. These days. Oh, um, no, I just wanna pay off my car, to be honest. Yeah. Well, one and then I'll retire at twenty two. So, the hangman's <laughs> wife said that uh, after the hangings he she would start to notice something sort of lingering around him and when she would wake up in the middle of the night, she would see the disembodied ghosts and spirits of those people that he killed, all ten of them in the end, hovering over him as he slept. 
while he was like sort of churning a little, having nightmares and stuff. Probably because those spirits just latching onto him. Yeah. Well, when you do something as gruesome as that, like as a job, you're bound to have something latch onto you. Yeah. These are prisoners. Like, they're already not good people. They're not going to be great spirits either. So once his obligations to the job finally expired, he took off immediately and went to San Francisco in the U.S., uh, hoping to escape the ghosts that had taunted him and tormented him and another T-worded him. Terrorized. Terrorized him and tooted him, maybe, in the art of being scared. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't stop there. They they followed him. Of course they did, because they're spirits. Well, I think that's what the rumour was. They lost complete contact with him after that. Nah, but nah. as the guide said, I'll do it in his little voice, rumour has it that... That's a terrible voice, but rumour has it that when he made it over there, he only lasted three months before getting offed himself. You went from American to British to somewhat bogan Australian. In like ten seconds. That's my range. <laughs> Just putting your real anyone, out there for everyone. Yeah, anyone searching for a voice actor, I've got a large range. So it's so <gasps> cold out here in this, in the bush, where we are. We're in the bush. No, in the bush. It's so cold out here in the <sighs> bush that my nose is running. We're not okay, in the crunch. bush. No, whole time that we have been dating, K K K K. I didn't want to stop at three Ks. Um, Brayden has said that where I used to live and where my parents still currently live is the bush. It's not the fucking bush just because there's a couple of trees around it and we're not right next to the beach. It's not the bush. Okay. You know what they say about Australia? You gather a couple of trees together, that's a bush. It's not a bush. <laughs> and you're in the bush. We're not in the bush. We are a rural suburb, but we're not in the bush. There's so much development going on around here, you would think we're a full fucking blown city, just with actual blocks of land and not hearing your neighbours having sex and whatnot. I don't know. So, another fun ghost story that we heard was the last man hung at the prison. Is this the one where I did the really creepy laugh? Yes. Yeah, can you not do that? I won't do the laugh, but... Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. So the last hanging was in 1913. And the man who was hung had been previously convicted for a crime, but managed to get off somehow, leave the state, and then come to Queensland. That's nice of him. Thanks for bringing himself here. Just to be killed? Yeah, well, he was working as a farmhand, and the farmhand... Sorry if you can hear crazy bird sounds in the background. We're in the bush. We're not in the bush. We're in Australia and there's lots of birds everywhere. How about that? We normally do a podcast underneath a house. Yeah. Like, there is no other background noise. We're in the open right now. We're quite open. So, sorry if this whole podcast is filled with bird noise. So, he was working as a farmhand, right? Mm-hmm. And he... Essentially gained the trust and then lured a little girl, the farm, the oh, yeah, owner of the right. farm's daughter, mm-hmm. to pick flowers. And eat a bar of chocolate. And eat a bar of chocolate. But then he proceeded to do horrible things. 
He raped her and, and killed, killed her. And he was put in prison for it, which is good. And then the last man to be hung was indeed him. Thank God. And it is said that when he was standing on the trap doors, he yeah, was about right. giving his last words. He was saying, write back to my mother and tell her that I died a happy, happy man. man. Does, it, does he have his words in there? Oh, here we go. I ask my mother to forgive me. God save the king. Oh, that's all he said, apparently. Well, not what the guy told us. And... Telling her that he died. Oh, died happy and without fear. So, a white cap was drawn over his face, and at sign, the executioner pulled the lever. At exactly eight o'clock, the hangman did his work. Death was spontaneous. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. Spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a spontaneous death day today. Let's just kill this guy. Like, so, how crazy of us. Like, let's just do it. Like, he raped us. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's be spontaneous. So, long term prisoners tell a different story of his last words and say that under the influence of morphine, Austin, the person being hung, started to laugh just as the trap doors opened up up beneath him. All the way to the end of the rope, he laughed maniacally and even then tried to force out a little chuckle between his lips in his last breath. Ew. Which is a great horror story. Ghost story. Especially when you're standing in a completely dark cell. Cell block. And all you hear shoulder to oh, shoulder with yeah. every other person, and then your tour guide just does this fucking Whoa. yeah. It was terrifying. Everyone <sighs> let shit your dax. You, I'm fairly certain you shit my dax as you grabbed me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you you got so scared you just in your project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that explains it. Maybe you just shit yourself. No, no, no. Did you have some gluten and then you just shat everywhere? Yeah, (laughs) I bet you did. (laughs) When you accidentally eat gluten. No, I'm saying. And someone makes a scary noise. (laughs) 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 I cannot confirm all of that. (laughs) I can confirm it smelled terrible. Well, kidding. No one shot themselves, but (laughs) luckily, but everyone was very terrified because during the tour, whenever the guide would stop to talk, we all had to turn our lights off. Oh yeah. It was a flashlight tour, by the way. There was no lights or anything except when we went to E-Wing because it was the exhibit, but yeah, we had to have your flashlights and they're the shittest flashlights. Those are those $2 store flashlights. They have no light actually coming off them. I had to bang mine consistently to make it work. To get it to work. <laughs> There's a real horror movie out there. But, um, yeah, we'd have to turn our lights off every time he was talking. And so he it was took pitch that black opportunity. To frighten the shit out of us. Yeah. And hot damn, it worked. It is said that before Austin was hung, he made a deal with the devil. Oh, yeah. Satan gave him a chance to make it to the afterlife. But only if Austin brought him a quota of souls. And then he'll be released from hell after he meets his quota. But no one knows what that quota would have been. No. And so he would go into the cells, like his spirit would go into the cells of 
prisoners and what was what, what did he say if they looked at him or if they yeah, if, interacted with him if then he'd they take looked them him, yeah he'd give him. them a laugh and take their souls yeah the laughing and it, man and they thought this was the case because it would happen to seemingly healthy prisoners so they're healthy and alive one day and then dead the next for Austin no took reason him. he's meeting his quota yeah when you are working as the prison executioner you're gonna have to meet a quota uh, how many people can you kill in one day you'll be loading that gallows beam up with 12 people at once well, they did do a three-person hanging they did but it wasn't on the beam that they installed they literally took the one from port arthur I, it's ridiculous to me how they wanted to mark the occasion by killing three people at once. That's such a... It was 19 like, Hey, everybody! <laughs> gather around! Gather around! We are hanging three people at once over here! No before, no before! There's an execution here today only. Buy your tickets, buy your tickets. See three people gruesomely dead. Press come around, sketch artists come in. <laughs> It's really interesting how they did all the hangings and stuff, though. Like, they, how it was a real science. Like, it's not just tie a noose, fucking hang someone. They had to account for the weight of the person to how much rope they needed to use. They had to stretch out the rope so that when the they dropped the person, it wouldn't, um like, bounce or bungee back. So that when it dropped, it just dropped. And that... The, that there would be enough force to actually break their neck upon impact so that they're not, like, dangling there and yeah. strangling themselves. Just suffocating to death, essentially. Yeah, and they had to put... Eventually, they they put white... The white Little bag over, over their, their faces. Head. Because, like, their tongue would pop out, their eyes would pop out. And it would be said that if you looked at someone in your final moments and made eye contact, you could transfer your soul to that person. And the guards did not want that criminal being able to get off scot-free and transfer their soul to another person. I mean, it's very, very plausible. Very, very Very plausible. plausible. (laughs) I believe all this shit. On my deathbed, I'm just going to be like... Yeah, I was literally soul. about to say that. Oh, I'm right. just going to look into your eyes and be like, hey, bitch. I'll be like, oh, she's being so loving. And you're like, curse, bitch, curse. Take my soul, take my soul, take my soul. <laughs> I must live. Yeah. And next minute, my soul's like, whoa. <laughs> this place ain't big enough for the two of us. And I'm like, mm-hmm, you want to make that? <laughs> you're drinking rosé now, bitch. Oh, my God. At a show, start... Showing your factors. Like, I just become you and me combined. You dye your hair blonde and get dog tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Start drinking pink moscatoes and rosé. Adopt 5,000 animals. We only have six, come on. Well, it's close. So we did talk about the backtrack and the different sounds that would be heard there, but shall we talk about the fog? Ooh, the fog that rises over from the cemetery. Yes, so all the prisoners that were killed and executed would be buried at a cemetery nearby. And it would be said that there was something called the grave fog, Mm -hmm. which would originate around that cemetery, float down... 
towards the prison, over the top of the walls, and then into the back track. This is the cemetery that's at South Brisbane, did they say? Or South yeah. Bank? South Brisbane, I think. Or okay. South Bank, I don't know. Both of them are close near water anyway, so it's probably the fog rolling in from the water. Yeah, but it said that it collects <laughs> the souls of those dead in the cemetery, takes them back, and then the vengeful spirits, seeing guards on the back track, try to get their revenge. Because the the fog, it doesn't just, oh, hey, there's now fog in the prison. It would creep over the walls. Like souls trying to slowly get yeah. back and so, command the no, command and retract and take their revenge. Mm-hmm. Took you a while to get there, but yes. <laughs> retract. He, he protect. He protect. He attack. But he most of all, take he revenge got back. back. Okay, never mind. What'd you say? But most of all, he got paid back. <laughs> he stabbed her back. Yeah. Anyway, so they had these um, little sentry boxes. Finally got the name right. Where the warders would sit and wait out, you know, harsh weather on their night shift. Sounds um, like a great excuse to stop walking around for 12 hours. There's fog. Let's sit down. Yeah. <laughs> But they, they would, though. they If they saw this fog coming, they would um, seal off every little bit of crack in that century. A little bit of crack. Every little crack that they could see <laughs> in that century box. These, the century box was filled with narcotics. I mean, how else are you going to get through that graveyard shift? <laughs> yeah. You've got to have some kind of energy to keep walking back and forth and make it fun. you got to seal off that crack in your body. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway Don't do crack I Don't do crack Don't do the drugs Maybe just the weed And the mushroom And maybe the Paracetamol <laughs> okay. For a headache Okay 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 Anyway um, Yeah so I would seal off Absolutely every little Bit Even if that meant like Taking off their clothes Just so the fog Wouldn't seep in So they wouldn't die It is said that they would get sick For up to three weeks no, they said months, didn't they? Oh, three months, sorry. Is it? Well, Upwards just, of three months. Yeah, just yeah, from they inhaling would get the fog. Really sick. The souls much. are just trying to like rip their soul out. Yeah, but also, you know, the type of weather exposure they got <laughs> probably just getting sick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're walking around for twelve hours in the cold, dank weather. Yeah. You're going to get some kind of virus. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't the most cleanliness of times. You're in a prison. You have cats running around catching rats. <laughs> Apparently, according to you, there's people coming on the walls. <laughs> well, did you see those walls? <laughs> did you? I did. I did not see any stains. I saw some writing. You did not see the brown, like... <laughs> Dripping kind of stains on the walls. That's probably spit and semen and poo and wee. (laughs) Would you? What body? (laughs) Body fluid would I leave? What body fluid would you use to decorate your cell? Period blood for sure. (laughs) Period blood, Jesus, the most dangerous. Yeah. Of the like, you see me once a month just doing arts and crafts. Oh, don't go in there. She's doing arts and crafts. <laughs> That's going to be my terminology from now on. <laughs> she's doing arts and crafts. Is Belinda okay? Yeah, yeah she's, she's just in her arts and crafts period. <laughs> <laughs> she's in her arts and crafts period. I didn't mean to say that. 
What's the point of saying arts and crafts? You know, it's just arts and crafts week for Belinda. You know what I'd use? I'd just slowly pick away my eye boogies oh, and my nose boogies no. and create like this disgusting like three <laughs> D mural. No, stop. Why does that make me feel more sick than period blood? <laughs> you know, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, how Jake makes the mashed potato Amy? Please don't. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. It's mashed potato. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd make they... you out of boogers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. oh. No. Ew, I feel very ill now. I call it Booger Bay. <laughs> Stop. Uh... What other cool stories are there? Tripod. Well, I told the one about tripod. What about the the warder who got killed in the workshop? Oh yeah. So that marks the only I think guard. The only guard to ever be killed in a prison in Queensland. I think it was the whole of Australia. The whole it? of Australia, because people aren't that rude. I know, usually Australians are nice dudes, you know, we're just chilling out. We do a little bit of rape and a bit of pedophilia, but you know, otherwise. Is what it is, you won't get a kill in a guard. Everyone has to have a job. Exactly. So, the guard was doing something, I believe I got this right here. He was at the workshop, and it's not a, like a, like a woodwork place. Um, Literally, it's like the office where they would do paperwork and, you know, morning tea probably, I don't fucking know. But um, he was in there sorting something out and a prisoner came up behind him with a pipe and with two blows to the head killed him. Yeah, and he had he had children and everything too and a wife. Yeah, of but course he, was he gone. had a family. And it's said that as with all the spirits there, anyone who dies there gets stuck there so the nice husband is stuck there He's now. still there patrolling every evening. So it is rumoured. Like, you can hear his footsteps. Yeah, apparently. And if you get a cold hand on your shoulder, that's him. Oh, and the person that killed him? Mm. Just some 17-year-old walking down the street? Sorry, just some 17-year-old kid? But he got to prison because he was 17, walking down the street bored and just started shooting people. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was bored, he said, when asked why he did it. Can I tell you something? Yeah. That's a pure sociopath. Oh, 100%. 100%. Why else would you do it? Oh, what? These killings? Oh, I was just bored. I was just having fun. There was nothing on the telly, you know what I'm saying? So, other guards working the night shift would occasionally see a, another warder sort of coming up and... Oftentimes, they'd hear the jangling of, like, keys or something along that lines, giving the note that, like, a higher-level water was coming along uh, to sort of inspect the other waters, make sure they're doing their job, and they'd sort of get themselves ready to, you know, see this higher-level water and make sure, that, you know, they know, hey, you know, we're not, we're not slacking off or anything, you know, we're just in the I'm water. not having a smoke on duty. <laughs> I'm not doing crack in the sentry box. <laughs> no, but they'd oftentimes, on occasions, see a warder sort of walk up, check on them, or not really even... He wouldn't really check on them. He check on literally them. just walked around. Not even take notice of them. But they all began noticing that he was wearing clothes much older than the uniform that they were enlisted to. Mm. Or given. 
Yeah. And it sort of soon became known that old that Bernie. Bernie, Bernie Ralph, the man unfortunately attacked by that dumb 17-year-old sociopath, yeah. was patrolling forever. Yeah. Sad, sad. Here's a nice photo of Bernie, by the way. Oh, Bernie, handsome devil. Looks like a nice man. Looks like a great father. But, so, can we just, like, interesting history of this prison that we've not yet mentioned is that (laughs) it was originally built to be a women's prison because women started to get a bit unruly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were like, there's one group. That was just making a stir and about to cause a whole lot of ruckus. They were just drinking. The women. The women. And when it didn't happen, they were like, well. They literally, okay, so this is what they did. So it was a women's prison. Women actually weren't as dangerous as they thought they were. Surprise, surprise. I feel like that's typical 1900s thinking. They're just like, ah, the women, we must keep hold of them. Yeah, they keep are, them restrained and on the leash. They're running amok. Running amok they are. Absolutely. They're not at home with the children. They're out doing the groceries. What is this? So, it was originally built as a women's prison, and you could go to jail back in the day for 30 days just for saying the word damn. Damn, damn, damn. 90 days. I think I would be imprisoned for life, the amount I fucking swear. Oh. That's a year. It's another 30 days. (laughs) I'm like, fuck you, you fucking scam dogs. Wow. So many... Especially women's prison, women weren't actually as dangerous as they thought. They weren't committing all these heinous crimes. Probably the odd few that did, like Ellen Thompson, who murdered her husband. Shot him twice through the head. With her lover. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, that's a different story. But they they were <laughs> so lazy that instead of just like completely knocking down the sign <laughs> and changing it to jail of men or whatever it is they literally concreted over the w-o so it's sort of like off to one side yeah it just says hm prison for blank men men. (laughs) but it was for women very lazy yeah it was probably a man that did it yeah lazy motherfuckers they can't even cover up their tracks properly always getting caught what you saying we just talked about Ellen Thompson, who got caught. Hey, she got away with it for a while there, until one of the neighbours went, Oh yeah, her and her lover were dancing that night. Ah, so you're blaming the man. Yeah, well if he didn't dance with her. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling dancers. But, oh, that's a, that's a fun story though. Like when, so she got executed, she was the only woman to be hung. By um by these gallows at that prison, and um, so did her lover mm. for the murder of Ellen's husband. Yeah. Um, but when they both got executed, their necks ripped open and blood oh, sprayed yeah. everywhere. Both of them at both the of same them. well, not the same time, but both of their necks on the same day they were both executed got torn by the rope, like and tore open, blood spilled everywhere. Like, once, yeah, something may have been miscalculated, but twice? We got a problem. There's a problem. Pretty gross. Overall, I think this tour was pretty awesome. We didn't experience anything, but... Besides me feeling, like, a bit strangled. Yep. Uh, 
I think we need to go somewhere where we don't have another 20 people following us around. Oh, yeah. They were surprisingly respectful, though. There were lots of teenagers there, and as we arrived, we were like, ugh. Yeah, the teenagers actually weren't as bad as some of the actual adults that kept fucking talking while the guy was talking. Oh, my God. And people don't know how to listen and turn off their fucking flashlights. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Way to ruin a haunted ghost tour, by the way. I know. But ultimately, the guide was amazing. It was pretty cool. I give it 12 ghosts out of 12 ghosts. I give it about 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 ghosts. Yeah, I feel like it could have been better. The, the reason why there was a lot of things that we couldn't look at or couldn't do is because they didn't have the permits or the permission from the oh, yeah. people. And I was like, why don't... A bit don't... of a juggling, yeah. Like, we weren't even allowed to take a picture of the gallows. That was weird. Maybe the energy transfers through. Yeah, but that would have been sick. Just share it on our Facebook and everyone gets tight throats. Yeah. Cool. 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 So in the future, we will definitely be trying to do more ghost tours to share some sweet stories for you. We've had a request to do the Port Arthur ghost tour. Oh, really? Yeah, on our Facebook page. Well, we better do it. We better. I just want to experience something like smaller, like a a haunted house that no one really knows about that someone's just wrote on Reddit about. And it's like, our house is haunted. So we will definitely be doing some more, but in the interim, make sure you follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, where you can find us there, you, me, and a poltergeist. Follow our personals, because I just love having people like photos of my cat. If you aren't following us on our Instagrams, follow us on there, at Brayden, number 5 A-S-H, and Bambi Mackers, B-A-M-B-I-M-A-C-C-A-S-S. yes. And that is where you'll find our personal stuff. And, of course, you can find us everywhere on the internet where good podcasts are found. Even though you're listening to us somewhere, keep listening or go somewhere better. We're also on Pornhub. Check out our new, <laughs> 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 our new amateur series. Yeah. What's it called? You mean a cock ring. I'm kidding, we're not on Pornhub yet. <laughs> we'll just do that when our career diminishes. Yeah, just to get a boost. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, guys. You know what I found out? Stay Spooky is like something every single haunted channel ever says. Let's get also, something new. Let's also, when I was, I was listening to our podcast, and you're like, stay spooky, and I'm like, and exercise regularly. It sounds like... And stay sexy and don't get murdered off Emi. Um, oh, really? Off my favourite murder. Okay. Whoa, uh, 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 uh. That'll be our outro from now on. You just go, whoa, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Yes. That's pretty. Get it down with the sickness. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're out of here. We'll figure out something at some point. How about this? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.